Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. So I have two amazing mommies and women with me here today, two women who inspire me a lot. Uh, first, Ginger. You guys know her from Good Morning America, Miss Ginger Z. She's ABC's chief meteorologist. She's a former Dancing with the Stars competitor, came in second. Hey. You killed it. Third. But third? Well, yeah, it's cool. you're, you're always second in my in mind. Mara, in Mara's mind, you came in In seconds. my mind, I won. Right, so. there you go. <laughs> and most importantly, of course, mom to one-year-old Adrian, Aww. who is an absolute doll. And Thank we were you. pregnant at the same time. So I yeah, like we were. Our baby boys are bonded. And Miss Jenna Wolf, fitness expert and personal trainer, Women's Daily Magazine's newest fitness editor, host of The Jenna Wolf Show, which is weekdays on your social media platform. So check that out, at Jenna Wolf Show. And mom to three-year-old Harper and two-year-old Quinn. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. And we I just remember saw a picture so sweet. Yeah, the kids are Thank adorable. You. All oh. of the kids are cute. Um, I remember years ago we were talking. This was before I started my fitness journey, uh-huh. and you told me the happiest place for you was the gym. Yes, and I was horrified. Yes, you and were. And I said to you, <laughs> you what? collapsed. Remember, I picked you up off the floor. I said, <laughs> get up off the floor, Mara. You said I would go twice a day if I could. Yes, uh, and I said why, and you said that's where I'm happiest. Yes. So how do you fit that into now having two little kids? Right. So uh, th- I get that ask that question a lot. Well, where do you find the time to do it? I think the mistake a lot of mothers make is they feel like once they have kids, they have to stop being who they are so they could all of a sudden take on a new role of just being mom. But what I tell them is if you stop being who you are, you're never going to be the best mom to those kids. The person that you were before you had kids is what got you to that point of now being the best mom to those kids. So if you don't take care of you, you can't be the best mom to those kids. If I don't work out, I feel terrible. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I don't have the same amount of energy. I can't give my kids 100%. So if I have to take 10 minutes away from my kids and then take 10 minutes away from something else and steal 10 minutes from something else and do a 30-minute really hard workout where nobody's bothering me, where I'm not checking emails, where I'm not doing anything but sweating and burning calories and getting stronger, I could give everything else in my life 100%. So what is your fitness routine? How often are you working out? So because I have two little kids and the show and everything else, we're all so busy, I work out when I can. I don't designate 60 minutes so that if I don't have those 60 Mm -hmm. minutes, it's not like, ugh, I guess I can't work out. So this morning, there were 20 minutes before I had to take Harper to school. I do these um, body weight plyometric uh, pyramids. 10 exercises, various reps, various different, um, you know, different muscle groups, and it blasts calories. You're working as hard as you possibly can, and after 20 minutes, it's the equivalent of like a 45-minute strength and cardio workout. And I think and that's a great point, right? So it changed the way that you do your workouts yes. after you had kids. Far you, more efficient. Right. More efficient that's, more focused. And, and I feel I, like that's everything in life. Yes. you don't have time to mess around. You don't, and you can't procrastinate anymore. I would right. think that that's the biggest change, but it sounds like that's what you did, too, is you just did it this morning. You did 20 minutes when you could and right. you just did it harder right. <laughs> yeah and I know that if I had 60 minutes I would spend 10 minutes stretching yeah and then I would quickly check my phone to make sure I was okay <laughs> then I would walk around the gym to see what I wanted to do plan it do 20 minutes of hard work mm-hmm. then cool down for 20 minutes and then do another 10 minutes of check so what you're doing is just like you said you're prioritizing what you have to do 
It's no BS. You're just in there. You're going to do it, and you're going to use whatever time you have and whatever space you have. The other day, I did a thousand mountain climbers in my living room. A thousand? What? Yes. Off the carpet, we have hardwood floors. I took two towels. I feel totally and I inadequate now. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it with my kids right there, so I had mm-hmm. didn't have to go anywhere. Didn't have to get a babysitter. Uh, of course, my hip flexors are still oh. screaming at me. <laughs> but at the your top abs of their are lungs. thanking you. But there you go. Ginger, so you how, do what you can. How often are you working out? I try five days. If I get five days in, and then the new thing that I've been doing is this yoga online. And that has saved me because those couple of days, I'm the same way where if I don't do something, I feel bad. Yeah. But if I do a solid, like, strong 30-minute yoga now, that somehow makes me feel like a completely new person. And I think what it's ended up being and what I'm listening, you know, I'm just listening right now and figuring out even in my head, it really is our own meditation. It's our meditative moment because it's the time we get to ourself. It's the time you're turned off from the rest of the world. You're not checking a phone. You're not doing anything for somebody else. It's for you. And you're breathing and you're focusing on breath and all of the things that really is meditation in the first place. So as long as I get that in, I'm happy. And that when I let go of the fact, because there were times in my life where I've been beyond obsessive, I mean ridiculous, where it hurt my life because I was so into working out. Um, now I'd say I'm in a really good place where I focus it. I got to get it done. Otherwise, I'm not going to see, the, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's it. Five out of seven. I'm strong with that. <laughs> when, when I tell people, you know, people ask me how often I work out and where I find the time. Yeah. And when I tell them, you know, it's pretty much every day. It's like five to seven yeah. days a week. I often feel a little guilty in admitting it because mm. I feel like I'm announcing to the world that I leave my children for the yeah. quote unquote shallow reason of going to a soul cycle class. <laughs> Do you ever deal with any of that mommy guilt in, in having to, to not be apologetic about putting yourself first? There's not. First of all, that's poopy talk there's nothing (laughs) shallow about saying you're going to work on yourself whether it's therapy whether it's the Mm -hmm. gym whether it's a walk whether it's coffee with your friends people laugh that sanity is overrated but there is something to be said for getting your mind your soul and your body Mm -hmm. right so you can have your mind your body and your soul right when you are in front of those kids who by the way like my kids will drive me crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I know that I worked out that day and I took care of myself, I, I have the better better tools to handle that. So mm-hmm. do I get mommy guilted? Maybe it's out there. I don't listen to it. I don't hear it. I can't because I'm in far worse shape by not going you know, to the gym or not doing the thing for myself than if I listen to them and spend that time with my kids and got no exercise. Yeah, it makes you a better mom. Yeah. I always think about my mom. My mom worked more than I ever could. I mean, she was not around a ton but when she was there she was present she made you know that you were loved she made and she was a great you know model for me to follow I remember I have images of my mom on a mini trampoline um this sounds so fake but she was like I'm so excited like doing the you know jumping on a trampoline fully 80s (laughs) in like sweatpants and like her top with the half top I have that image because and I remember her telling me this is how you stay healthy this is so it was impactful and it, it made me who I am so but that there's that, positive. That actually speaks to a really important something that's really important for me. Mm-hmm. One of my key motivators in living this lifestyle is so that my daughter sees me living this lifestyle yes. because I know that there are little eyes watching. I also have a son for better or for worse it's a little he's little, but it's less important to me because he's a boy. I feel like there's different messaging he's going to get from his father. But in terms of modeling what a, a woman should be, mm-hmm. it's really important to me that my daughter sees me living a particular lifestyle. Do you guys feel that that that's part of the motivation for for doing what we do every day? 
I know for me, the minute I put on a sports bra, without even thinking, they could be watching TV and they're like, mommy's going to exercise. Yep. And, and I love that. And I said before they were born, I want them to know how important this is to me. I want to be able to say, what does mommy do for a living? And I don't even care what I do. I want them to say exercise. Mm-hmm. And they do. I mean, I pick my little one. I, I squat up and down three times and she says, exercise. Like, <laughs> yo, she doesn't even know her name. And she's like, exercise. <laughs> and it's a door. And I, yeah. I love that. I get down on the ground in a plank. They get on me and they go, poos up, poos up. Mm Poos up. Like, they know I'm doing push-ups. And you're right. If they see us doing it, they want to do it. You know, like, they'll get down next to me and they'll try to do a downward dog or they'll try Mm -hmm. to do a push-up or they'll mimic me or something. And as long as it becomes part of your daily life, it'll be important to them because they see it's important to you. And we've actually done it where we have a great gym in our building and we'll go down as a family already. I mean, he's one. and he, But he has his little walker and we make him walk all the way down and we make him go into the thing and he sees us working out. So we go in a room where it's kind of an open and we do planks and, you know, like yeah. all body weight stuff. And he plays. And so that's a time where we all work out together. I love those days because then I feel like I got both. Yeah. Then I feel like I get it. You it's know, awesome. those are special days, but That's not everybody great. has that opportunity to have that even space. Um, so those are almost the days I feel more guilty because I'm like, I got it all today. Right, <laughs> those, those super lucky days. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the food, though, I feel like things get a little trickier because I I tell my daughter all the time, this is not a restaurant. Okay, you eat what we eat. I've cooked dinner. This is what you're going to eat tonight. I say that I get pushed back on that nine times out of ten. Yeah. She's complaining about the green beans. She's, you know, the word hate. I hate this. I hate that. I'm tired of spinach. Why do we have salmon, salmon again? What do, you, what do you do with the food when you have a kid who you know wants to eat grilled cheese and peanut butter every single night and you want them to eat some quinoa and vegetables? So my kids are older, so I could answer that. I mean, three and two, but we serve dinner. It's dinner. Yeah. If you don't eat it. You don't get dinner. Do they? Is it well received? Are they enjoying? We're not yelling at them, but they get it. Like we'll cheat a little bit and give them. You're not going to think this is cheap. I mean, believe me, they get their their share of treats throughout the day. But when it comes to dinner, like we want to make sure they get everything. But if they're not eating, you know, salmon, we'll or hamburger, we'll put you know a little bit of ketchup so they could dip it in. Mm-hmm. But they all have to eat their vegetables. They you know, and, and that's dinner. And for lunch, they'll get a grilled cheese, or for breakfast, they'll have you know their eggs or whatever it is. But we started this thing with that's, you know, we don't give them choices. We give Mm -hmm. them dinner. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. I could be doing it wrong. We make dinner, put it on the table. This is what you get to eat. Now, there's certain foods they each don't like, and we kind of avoid those. Like one doesn't like avocado, one doesn't like blueberries. But we just sort of work around that. That's sort of the 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 mode we've taken. So you're giving bit. them the same things you're eating. So if you're eating kale, you know, things that might be considered yes. exotic for kids, they're still trying it. Yes. Look, we I just want to make sure they get vegetables and they get protein and then they have some sort of carbohydrate. Like that's all I'm looking for. So they don't always get the same thing we do, but they get whatever we're going to make for them. So if tonight we're going to give them a piece of salmon with, you know, steamed broccoli and a couple vegetable sticks and some hummus and maybe like a matzo ball or whatever it is. That's there. We don't give them so much of a choice. And I think sometimes children, whether we know it or not, they like the structure, right? They, we think that they, we want to have these kids that can make all these creative decisions, but sometimes when they're so young, they need a little bit of structure. Like if my kids don't know that they have an option to order whatever they want, though they're going to eat whatever gets put in front of them. Eventually, they'll sort of figure that out. But we went through this thing where if you don't eat this, you're going to go to bed hungry. So come back and eat it. So sometimes they'll leave the table, then they'll come back and, and finish their food. But that's what we've tried to do. Yeah, when they but you probably mouth. eat a lot more exotically than I do. I'm not a great eater. And I'm, and I'm a big I'm a big believer in putting things in front of her and forcing her to try it. Yeah. Force her to taste yeah, it. So you, you don't have to, have to like it, it but you have, have to, to try taste it. it. Yep, but absolutely. see, she's at the point of reasoning. I'm at, <laughs> Adrian right now, when he... 
he really doesn't like it. Like, I can tell there are consistencies. <laughs> Sweet potatoes is one. I've tried so many times because I think that's like a nice fibrous, you know, there's right. a lot of there's a lot of things. And I think, what kind of kid isn't going to like a sweet potato? Right. Every time. Uh. <laughs> Spitting it so out. So cute. And I'm like, he really doesn't like it. He actually goes. <laughs> He's okay. gagging. And she's like, you must like it. It's fibrous. So, so I think there's when their when their tastes come in. You know, if it's if it's something like that that's not necessary in life, he's not going to die without sweet potatoes. Then I'm like, okay, he still loves broccoli. He loves avocado. He's loving a lot of these great things. I don't think they have to eat everything because I do think your taste buds change. And I think that they develop and it takes a little time or something. He'll like sweet potatoes someday. Maybe he won't. I don't know. A lot of people don't. He probably won't gag on them, though. Probably won't gag on them. He'll probably politely (laughs) decline. That would make for awkward Thanksgivings. (laughs) But he right now does it with salmon. That's the other one. He won't. And I love salmon. I eat it all the time. And he right out Mm. every time. So but now you have a different challenge because your husband it, I mean, can so, I say he's not the healthiest eater? Is that a fair He eats four insomnia cookies a day. Okay. That right. should give everybody an indication. You know, I, didn't, I didn't want to call Ben out, but <laughs> um, that's tough to it's have really that hard. influence at home. And that's a question I actually get a lot mm. is how do you stay on track when you have other people living in your house who may be eating insomnia cookies? Mm. What do you do with that? Well, the insomnia, I've I've really made it a box that I'm not allowed to touch making it a box that Adrian's never going to be able to touch. He hasn't yet. We haven't even ventured into cookies yet. We're very we're very early. I can see it, though. He watches him. You right. know, your daddy's eating it. You want to see what that is. You want to well, have what's that. What's the appeal? It's They're big cookies? They're, they're, they're just big, delicious. They're deli- they are okay. really they're good cookies. and so oh. tasty. Okay. <laughs> he gets them a dozen at a time and goes twice a week. Wow. It's bad. Okay. So yeah. there there has to be something in them, too. I don't know. Uh, but those those... That's what I worry about is having having it around for Adrian. It's not even about me. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, if I really want to splurge and have an insomnia cookie, it's going to be the once every other week that I'm doing that. And it's not going to, you know, whatever. I'm going to make a trade of something else that I would have had more wine. So I never do it because <laughs> right. I'm so going to have more wine. So then your strategy is just to resist. To resist, to stay away from it. And um, the hard part, though, is the meals. So Ben would have pasta with every meal because that's how he eats. He really And I got him now. He's really into um, wheat pasta. So Baby steps. Yep. We're Steph getting won't there. even eat wheat pasta. So you're at least one step ahead yeah, of me. So we're yeah. getting there. No, um, but I, I, was, I thought Steph was on the same page as you. Is she not? Uh, what page no. would that be? I'm just curious what book she, you're reading. I thought this She's was, eating these Steph was on the kale and quinoa page. No, Is Steph would not? eat a bacon cheeseburger every oh, single wow. night with french fries because she's never been a pound overweight a day oh. in her life. You know those women who, when they stand with their legs together, you could see no. clear through? That's Steph, always. Mm. Like, I've never seen. That's never... Um, so it's hard. If Steph feels like having pizza, she'll just order pizza. But what's great about her is if she just wants two slices, she'll eat two slices. Mm-hmm. You put an entire pizza in front of me, I'm just going to... I'll just keep yeah. eating until there's no more pizza left. Like, I don't have that discipline. <laughs> yeah. So I have to not have any because I will have all. Mm-hmm. So I do the same thing you do. I have to just, just resist. resist. Yeah, yeah. I'm Turn pretty much off. the same way, too. But I'm lucky because my husband doesn't love food that much. Oh. He likes it, but he doesn't love it the way that I yeah. love it. He can take it or leave it. So, yeah, he might get a burger or what have you, but it's it's rare. Mm-hmm. It's not a big thing for him. And he'll eat the things that you're doing. And I have, yeah. we've, we've ventured into, I mean, Ben had farro the other day and he really loved it. And then he started, he made a farro soup that was all vegetables and there was kale in it. So there's ways to do it. It, But we said earlier, it's kind of like another if child. To trick them, you know, it's like another like, child. Yeah, like working on, and he, and now he's going to get there. He's not to the quinoa point and he does not like my kale like chips. But the baby does the kale chips. That's a that's an acquired taste. Did it you took not, me a you while did to get I there too. I love the kale. I chips. love them. They too. have a weird aftertaste. I feel 
Do you know what I just yeah. made for uh, Harper and Quinny were banana chips. Ooh, I sliced yum. them real thin, a, a little spray of olive oil and some cinnamon, Those and I delicious. threw them in the oven and that tossed them over. Amazing. And I was I'm like, eat as many tonight. as you want. Yeah. That's a great, great idea. I'm going to watch your story. Yeah. There you and go. I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> so, inspired by. Right. Inspired by Miss Jenna Wolf. So so some practical tips, because I think you know women look at, I'm going to exclude myself from this because we all see our own flaws uh, more than other people's. But when I look at the two of you, I feel like, oh, these women don't look like they've had children. They, they're, they're perfect. You're absolutely are crazy your abs are crazy so in terms of practical tips for getting in the best shape possible after yes. you've had a child like what are your go-to's for I mean abs that's all mommies have trouble with the tummy, tummy right. area. Mm-hmm. you have that skin you know what are your go-to's for that here I'll give you my two most important tips and and these really worked for me number one no simple carbs after 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. done with it it's finished Game over. You're fin. You want to have carbs? Have them at five. Have them at five thirty. By six p.m., you're done with your sugars. You're done with your wine. You're done with your pasta. You're done Ooh, with all too. of it. Ooh. I'm sorry, all of it. Okay, I'm not telling you to do it from three o'clock on. I'm telling you to do it from six o'clock on. This is going to do two things. One, it's going to force you to either eat earlier, give your body enough time to digest it, or you're at your weakest at night. Right when we're exhausted, mm-hmm. we've been dieting all day. Mm-hmm. We've been saying no to everything all day. We've had our will all day, all day, all day. Now you sit down, the bread basket comes, and then you want to order the pasta, and you're you want cozy, amazing, delicious food. You do most of your damage at night. Mm-hmm. No simple carbs after six. Number two, water. Now it's the least sexy thing I could tell you, so mm-hmm. I do this. I tell people, don't worry about ounces, don't worry about counting cups, don't worry about the numbers. Swallow twenty times. That is your serving of water. You can do that a couple times a day, okay? So 20 sips of water first thing in the morning before you do absolutely anything. So that eventually you are drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. Those are the two most important things. Those are the two things that sort of got me on my way towards really seeing some change. And once you see change, then it becomes easier Mm -hmm. to continue on with change and then you start moving because the basic gist is – move more and eat less but right. it's not sexy enough no one wants to sell that <laughs> so, so it, water and no carbs i love your target though of water so half your body weight in ounces so if yes. you're 160 yeah. pounds 80 ounces of water a day. yes ma'am and if you're working out like a crazy woman and sweating a ton it's a little bit more but it's not as easy as you think it is ginger any tips i think what's most important is coming off of what you said jenna though you you know you asked for i was thinking in my head you're thinking exercise but she said what's most important and that's focusing on nutrition so the nutrition of what you're doing that's going to change your body right not necessarily. Not that working out isn't, but the I think the ratio is 80-20, pretty, pretty yeah. well received yes. as what matters most. And I think focusing on that, because so, that's an easier thing, easier maybe, but that might be more approachable to a lot of people right after they had a baby, is right. drinking water. 100%. Like, how can you not do that? You know. So I think that those things, getting that done. And then I would say the one thing that was very hard, and it's still hard, I was doing yoga you know, on the work trip that I was just on, and I looked under, and I still... That have skin. that skin and my belly I've got it down but it's still different and I have to I have to mentally tell myself don't stop because of that don't you know like that's that's my motivation it's not that the skin's going to change but when without extra weight there without what all of the things that I can do for abs especially food Right. After 6 p.m. the right. wine, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe all the other simple sugars, but right. I don't know about the wine. The it's wine. hard. Um, but that, 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 that is allowing yourself that time because it's not – it took time. And I I mean, I did Dancing with the Stars seven weeks after I had Adrian, after I had a C-section. Wow. That is not an opportunity everybody has. And it went like this. 
I mean, it was like, so it, I don't know, trying something new. Maybe that would be my other tip is I'd never done dance in my life. I think my body was like, whoa, you just had a baby and now you're going to try professional dancing. But maybe it's trying that. I don't It's not trapeze. It's not as crazy as that. But it's something that shocks your body a little bit because it may become some new hobby that, bec- you know, becomes part of you. Now, Ben started to dance. Now we're dancing together. Wow. And great. that is a night where I can say to myself, this is a workout because it really is. I mean, an, an hour of dance, hard dance is you're in a frame, you're doing all this stuff. You're it's basically like, you know, um, isometrics as you're moving your entire body. So it's I don't know. But I also love in. what you say about kind of being forgiving. You know, oh. it, it, you have to really put in perspective what you've just put your body through mm-hmm. what, the, the amazing feat that your body has just mm-hmm. accomplished so give yourself a little bit of a little time. bit of time yeah, yeah at least a year I figure yeah. before you feel like yourself again yeah but in terms of you know exercise and I agree with you 100% diet is everything and this is something I mm-hmm. preach all the time I say diet is 70% because I need 30 for the other stuff <laughs> but like I agree 70 80 even 90% of, of of your outcome but for exercises that are best for mommies like are we, static holds planks like what what are the things that are really gonna firm up your core so the 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 core's tough because what you're asking is different than what people are hearing so you're asking what firms up your core and what people are hearing or how do i get rid of my belly fat mm-hmm. right how do i make my belly thinner that's what people are hearing and there's no exercise on the planet that's going to make your belly thinner so the the belly fat is all diet mm-hmm. anyone will tell you that and if anyone doesn't tell you that and they try to sell you something differently they're, they're wrong so once you get rid of the belly fat then you can start working on your core which is the muscles underneath your belly fat but as far as exercises go, I mean, I, I went back to the basics after I had the baby, which is I got on the treadmill and I started walking. Mm-hmm. And I walked for an episode of Law and & Order. And then when I was able to do that, no problem, I walked uphill for an episode of Law & Order. And then when I was able to do that, no problem, I walked five minutes and I ran one minute. And then I walked five minutes and ran two minutes. And then I would run for five minutes and walk for one. Next thing you know, once I was able to run for like 20 minutes or so, got off that and I started doing some light weights and I started mixing and incorporating everything else. Just don't rush it. Your body, like you just said, went through something very traumatic. You're now changing everything again, right? You just spent nine months, 10 months eating a little bit looser and and, and relaxing a little bit. You're now combining a smart diet with smart exercise. Don't go crazy killing yourself. Ease into it the way you're sort of easing back into your diet and take time and be patient. It took you 10 months to put that weight on. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take you two weeks to take it off. How long until you started to feel like your old fit self again not necessarily the weight and the number on the scale of the jeans but until you started to feel like yourself in the gym again in terms of what you could do how fast you could run all of those those things um i was i did something stupid i competed with dara torres the <laughs> olympian <laughs> she was like yeah by like six minutes i felt amazing i'm like ah! <laughs> so i really was trying hard to see within three months if i could um if within three months I could get my, my full body back. And I the first baby I was able to. And with the second baby it took like six months, seven mm-hmm. months uh, before I really felt strong again. Uh, not, not to say that my weight was back, but I felt like a little bit, you know, I recognized myself and my strength again. Yeah, I didn't feel strong again until about 10 months. Mm-hmm. To my son was 10 yeah, months old. Different. I remember feeling like my, like not, I fit into my jeans after four months, but I didn't feel strong right. until about 10 months. It takes a while to get that back. How and the you? mental part is the part. I think, I mean, I know I had it for dancing because I'll look even at the video and like, wow, that really went very quickly. But I'm sitting here, no joke, listening to you guys like, what am I doing here? Because I have a lot of work to do still <laughs> on my body and my mind. Did they know that? Am well, I, it's all I'm a not, journey. 
journey. Yeah, because, wait, am I supposed to be here? (laughs) It's all Um, a journey. There's no finish line. After I came out of a workout where, for the first time, the last couple of weeks, I've actually complained to the trainer that I'm working out with. He's like, I've never heard you do this. So they're going to have those ups and downs. And I think doing that, the mental part is huge. You were talking about law and order as your you know, time set. I use a lot of times um, mental little, I don't know, they're games with myself. So I started with running and I just did it because I just ran a 5K when we were on our trip. And I'll start and just say for the next you know, five minutes, it's all calves. and I'll, Or for the next minute, it's quads. And, like, the time goes very quickly if you put your mind somewhere else sometimes. And I, I say that most of my life I enjoyed the gym close to as much as you, probably not as much, um, but a lot. I've, I've loved working out. I think that's changed as I've gotten older, and it changed with having Adrian. But I found other ways, and it's those little mental games or the little, I don't know, I'm playing you know, I'm enjoying myself and finding enjoyment in that. And so I'll say like, OK, this is the tricep minute. And I'll like really push my triceps through a run. But then at the end of it, I've just ran 25 minutes right. and I just ran a 5K and it's over. Awesome. And yeah, I looked up and I had a medal in my hand. I was like, cool. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, and one thing that I found interesting in, in this journey into motherhood is I always had the impression that motherhood would soften me. Mm-hmm. And it's actually made me much tougher, much harder, much stronger in a very practical way. You know, when I'm pushing my body, I'm remembering what it's already accomplished. And I'm also pushing it for the benefit of someone else. I know little eyes are watching me. Anything that you, any parting words for for our mommies listening, it's easy to get discouraged, easy to get overwhelmed, exhausted, feeling guilty. You know, we just want to take care of ourselves. Any parting words of encouragement, wisdom? I mean, look, motherhood is empowering. You're bringing a child into the world. It's not That's no small feat. It's an enormous thing. And if you do nothing else but shelter, feed, and love that child, that in and of itself is an unbelievable accomplishment and more than a million people would ever do. But you add to that taking care of yourself and making yourself stronger and making yourself smarter and making yourself better and trying to sleep and trying to care for your spouse and trying to keep your family together, especially when your children are little. I mean, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you right now. Like, you have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, one yeah. and you have a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you're kind of out of the worst of it, and you're not quite there yet. Like I feel like a two and a three-year-old, the three-nager. Like we're in the we're in the worst of it right now. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm really stressed. Like I don't sleep at all. Steph is constantly traveling, and we kind of look at each other sometimes, and we're like you know, this is the family. Like, we did this. If we (laughs) bail now, like, there's nothing left. Like, you know, so for people out there that feel like they're at their wits end and I'm never going to get back in shape and I'm never going to do this, you're not in a race. But you need to carve out time for you. And I don't care if it's 30 seconds or one hour. If you do not carve out some period of time for you every single day, your system will fall apart. It has to be. If you don't find the time, Make the time. Make the time. I don't care if you wake up five minutes earlier. Even if it's five minutes of zen, of just Mm -hmm. meditating, of doing nothing, and that's where you start. There has to be a day one because if there's not a day one, there can't be a day two. And if there's no day two, there's no day three. So you have to start. So if you're listening, start today. Go for a five-minute walk. That's it. At least you did something. And every day say to yourself, something is better than nothing. Take care of yourself first. And Ginger? I think, and then you hit on the meditation, but to me that's what's changed the most. And maybe in motherhood is where I learned it. And it's not like I didn't work with Dan Harris and didn't, you know, (laughs) hear about meditation a long time ago. But having that, the approachable things that you can go to on those days that feel overwhelming, having those moments where you say, all right, today's a yoga day and that's going to be okay. And 
knowing that there's strength in that and there's but you still moved and you still ate well and you still did um, checking off the the positives that you did are much more helpful than saying this is what I didn't do and I've gotten but a lot better in the mental space with myself because if I was how I am today not just body wise or whatever but you know 10 years ago I would be a puddle I wouldn't be able to and that's but that's the strength you're talking about that's the motherhood and I think I've become not only a better woman a better partner for for Ben and a better just person in general because I'm I'm a lighter person I, I have light in my eyes I have purpose every day and giving yourself a little pat on the back is pretty important yes well we give all our mommies pats on the back I, I believe in you know the sisterhood of encouraging one another and loving each other so thank you guys both for being here you're both an inspiration to me thank at you. ginger underscore z yes. and at jenna wolf Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can watch this interview anytime at abcnews.com. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo.